0: Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Season 8, Episodes 9 and 10. Renee is here to join me. Hi, Renee. How's it going?
1: Hello. I yeah, I'm doing pretty good here. I'm a little cold here, but other than that, doing great. How about you? Good. Actually, we're having our first rain. It's here in
0: California. So yeah, I'm ready for the our fall, our type of fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, right. uh, I'm good. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. So let's get to our question of the day, which is which
1: fear the Walking Dead character is the best survivor? That was a very good question, and it was tough for me. I had to think about that quite a bit because I was like, well, so-and-so, so-and-so. And, I sent, and then I landed on Victor Strand because I feel he's one of those characters that's always looking out for number one. <laughs> so right there puts him kind of ahead of the game because he's always going to look out for himself. But he's also not afraid to make those difficult choices, you know? I feel like sometimes he reminds me of Carol from The Walking Dead because he is the one who makes those tough, tough choices. Right. And so, and he's not afraid to do them right or wrong, you know, same with Carol, right or wrong. She's, you know, she does what's best for the moment or whatever. And so I feel like Victor, you know, he, where, you know, Carol's a little more compassionate. Victor doesn't usually care who gets hurt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, yeah, so that was who I landed on. I mean, there's several of them. I was like, oh, that could be a good person or whatever, but. Victor. So,
0: I landed on the same person to strand especially this the second half, this last part of the season, he has been so good and mm-hmm. we're going to get into it as we discuss episodes, but he makes mm-hmm. me laugh and then I'm thinking how did Victor Strand become the voice of reason in all of this, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. But also he keeps <laughs> reinventing himself, you know, how to live, how to move forward and and mm-hmm. just doing it and thinking about he was on the original show when it started yeah, and he never got killed off even for uh, mm-hmm. a little while or thought he was presumed, well, I guess he could have been presumed dead for a while. But what I mean yeah. is he's never really loved the show. And so Mm-mm. I was thinking he is so good at it, but I, and I'm sure... You probably came up with the same second person, which is Daniel, because (laughs) he is yeah, because he's so good too. It's like Daniel, Mm -hmm. he just makes those decisions and and you never really dislike Daniel. Yeah, he makes no, I always I always
1: liked Daniel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's made some decisions that You know, we're, you know, Mm -hmm. the best. He can be a little (laughs) ruthless at times, but Mm -hmm. you still understand where he's coming from. And and so I uh, so I thought this was a really interesting question. So I'll be curious to know what anyone listening thinks. So we would love to hear from all of you. Uh, you can let us know on X or Instagram or any of our social media at Screens of Focus. All our social media links are on our website at screensandfocus.com. Also in our show notes because we want to know who you think is the best survivor in Fear the Walking Dead. All right. I think we're okay on news. Do you have any news or are
1: we okay? Yeah, nothing directly. Like there now that the strikes are over, there are lots of news coming out. Like so-and-so's in this, so-and-so's in that, that type of thing. So I have been writing all those up as many as I can, you know, as fast as I can, bear with me. But on Undead Walking, you can find those articles there. So I'm trying to showcase that now that everyone's allowed to kind of say some things, right. you know, like I'm in this, check this out. I've been trying frantically to keep up with those, which I, I mean, I'm still way behind, but I'm working on it. So, But other than that, I don't think there's any like significant Walking Dead universe, you know, like announcements or anything at right. this moment, but... We'll see what comes. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the strike being over is huge. So huge. Yeah. Well, Dead City, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan did, someone asked him on social media, and he said that he's been talking with Lauren and the rest, and they're all getting anxious to get back at it. So hopefully that's soon. So that's just him, him answering the question. So they weren't part of the exception, I guess. No, no. It was just okay. uh, Daryl and. Um, the ones who live. Ones and I don't know live. why that. I, and I think because maybe they had a lot already done, you know what I mean? Like the second season of Gerald Dixon had been filming almost like a month after first one wrapped. And then the ones who live, I believe all they had to do was some like post-production, like maybe a uh, voice stuff and uh-huh. things like, you know what I mean? There wasn't a lot left there. So maybe that's why they got the concession for those two. But you know, Dead City didn't get a chance to start filming or doing anything, maybe written or something. But yeah. So anyway, I would guess that. So hopefully, yeah, we'll hear something soon about Dead City, you know, beginning things. So yeah, that'll be amazing. Can't (laughs) wait. All right. So (laughs)
0: let's dig into Fear the Walking Dead. And before we dig into episodes nine and 10, I can't even believe that we only have one more week of this. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of crazy Mm -hmm. to think about too. All right. So in episode nine, entitled Sanctuary, we see that Dwight reunites with Sherry amidst a bunch of chaos, returning home a place laden with painful memories from the Walking Dead series. Dwight faces a fight at the sanctuary that compels him to confront his haunting past. And Sherry's words finally resonate with Dwight and the group. And June steps up for a crucial surgery. Meanwhile, Strand takes action for Padre's future. So let's start off with Dwight returning home. What did you think of all of that?
1: Well, initially I was like, wow, this is a really great story. You know, I thought, wow, what are we going to see here when, you know, they're showing the previews and it's obvious he's at their house, he's at the sanctuary, you know, and things like that. But then all of a sudden here comes Sherry, June and Dove. And I'm like, what's the point of this then? Why, you know, like I expected to see more of him alone dealing with this stuff alone because I mean, yeah, him and Sherry both lived that and they lived, you know, you know, with the the saviors, but I just wanted to see more of Dwight dealing with his trauma from it, you know, because I guess that's just what I thought. So then here the three come, which uh, to me, it was almost pointless to have him go off on his own, you know? (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, I thought it was interesting how they did everything, you know, and how, what we saw and like him dealing with it. But I guess I just thought it was kind of premature to have them all, right there right away. You know, let him kind of deal with some of this and then maybe they should have came or something. Right. So I had I had mixed feelings on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I totally hear you. So when Dwight did get there, I thought, yes, this is interesting. He is finally at his home and we we were able to see him at his home. Although I thought it was interesting that he sees his picture and then drops it on the ground, but of of course, I guess they're trying to portray that his marriage has failed his relationship with sherry has failed mm-hmm. i i thought it was uh the fact that that other that stranger happens upon them and he has the same issues and dwight's wondering oh did someone mm-hmm. set me up because this is so bizarre it feels like my life is in deja vu groundhog yeah. day i don't know what but this is repeating itself um so i i thought that could have been a good concept but I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on if it really played out the way it should have.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yes, he goes. What's interesting about all of this though is that he goes back and, but he ends up helping somebody, even though I don't think that that mm-hmm. was his intention. But is it because that's his true nature to try and help somebody of the type of person he really wants to be? I'm not sure. Also, I didn't quite understand. That stranger coming to him, I couldn't even understand what he was saying a lot of the time. So I had trouble hearing Mm -hmm. a lot of the characters. I also had trouble uh, hearing Mm -hmm. what Dove was saying. I had to replay it, like uh, rewind it and play it, replay it a couple of times. I thought, why can't I understand these characters and what Mm -hmm. they're saying, but back to Dwight returning home. I'm glad. I don't know if they just wanted it for full circle to say, look, this is where Dwight began. This is his beginning. Mm -hmm. We want to bring him back here, just like they did with Morgan, when Morgan came back to Mm -hmm. his house. And now Dwight is coming back. And Mm -hmm. then I'm thinking the fact that you came back and then they followed you here, how far
1: away are they? I'm still not sure of everybody's location. (laughs) Yeah, I- don't understand how it's been so quick to go back and forth. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not sure about that part either,
0: but to see Dwight go back to the sanctuary for us to see the sanctuary and what it looks like now, you know, I liked seeing and I heard was hearing that for them to recreate it, it was uh, a big task because they had to recreate Mm -hmm. the whole set. Yeah, And I know that the actors had said it was very cool to see that and how, Mm -hmm. how it, it did look like the original set to them, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, I know it's been a lot of years now, but it was some in shambles because later on we see mm-hmm. how it's falling apart. Also, we got to see Dwight going through these flashbacks of when he does get in to get the insulin and mm-hmm. uh, fighting with this this guy who catches him uh, stealing from them, even though they originally mm-hmm. stole from this guy that needed his insulin,
1: you know, and Dwight's face and just having all of that again. Yeah. And one, another thing I was going to say was that, you know, I feel like fear of the walking dead has a lot of good beginnings to a storyline, but then it kind of, they, there's no follow through, you know? So like, you know, this would have been an opportune time to have Dwight go to the commonwealth or, you know, or something, you know what I mean? Something, him and Sherry have decided, okay, we can't be together this and this and that, you know what I mean? It's like, they're just, you know, back and forth all the time, but why not use this as a more, I don't know. There's just a lot more potential there that I feel like was wasted that if he was all the way this far, you know, why wouldn't he? I mean, I understand he doesn't know about the Commonwealth, but he could have, he would have traveled to Alexandria or somewhere and found something out and got, you know what I mean? And, And I know that's a long kind of convoluted story kind of thing, but at the same time, there was just uh, lost potential, I guess, you know. But it was, I, I agree. I love that it was really cool because the last time we saw the sanctuary was when Negan went right. after he escaped, he went and it was empty. And so, you know, it was it was cool, like you said, to go this forward this many more years and see it in shambles. But also, it looked a lot like when Negan was there with the walkers on the fence and this and the fire and the, you know. It was yeah. very interesting for sure. But I just feel like they could have done. A lot more with this.
0: Yeah. When you had said, why didn't he go somewhere else? And of course, we know then that would have might have brought in other characters and how would they really have played that mm-hmm. out? But I did think about that myself because wouldn't you be curious? It's like you're finally here. Mm-hmm. Aren't you curious if people have survived or not survived? I would want to know like, did they make it or did mm-hmm. they not? Like,
1: what does their place look like mm-hmm. now? So I don't know. Yeah. It could have tied into Daryl Dixon because Carol says who's back or, you know, someone's returned. (laughs) I know, right? They could have just fit that storyline very easily in there. But yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's talk about well, Sherry and June and Dove, you know, come find him because he returns back to his house ready to tell the guy, "Look, I got your insulin for you." And of course, the guy comes out as a walker. I didn't understand that part at first either. It took me a minute to understand what oh. had happened. I thought, "Oh, wait, the guy died and then he's already turned into a walker?" <laughs> These people yeah. turn so quickly, and I know it just depends, but I've noticed that they turn, mm-hmm. a lot of them turn a lot quicker than they have in the past, because sometimes it would take a little bit mm-hmm. of time. So yeah. Sherry comes back um, and tells him that they they need him. So I don't know, what did you think about mm-hmm. their relationship uh, and the different relationships between these four and any of the villains we
1: see? Yeah. So like the, you know, again, I, the on the on again, off again between Dwight and Sherry is just it's it's very it's stale. You know, this is the end here. We should be yeah, <laughs> let's find forward. some new ground to yeah. cover, kind of yeah. thing. You know, and they had decided at the you know mid season finale, we're done. You know, we 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 cannot be together because these horrific things follow us. These, you know, and they agreed on that. They, you know, what I'm saying. And I understand they were under a lot of, you know, with the yes. loss of their son, the yeah. Finch. That it was, yeah, exactly. But at the same time it's very true every time they, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like that would have, again, just, yeah. And, but my biggest thing with all of these characters was that why would three of them leave Padre who is under be, going to be under attack by Troy and his group? I mean, to take three people who could fight away from that to go get one man that, I mean, sure. He's a survivor kind of thing, but what? And we, again, like you said, how far is this? How, you know, and, and, I mean, even, you know, we were initially, like, I know we were trying to, when the season began, everyone's trying to scramble around, trying to figure out where are they, mm-hmm. but it seems as though they're close to Savannah or in that direction. So how are you getting clear up there, you know, that quickly? It, it just makes no sense, you know? And I know we don't want to see them traveling. I'm not saying that I don't, yeah, we don't want to see an episode of somebody traveling Fine. from point A to yeah. point B, yeah. but how are they doing things so quickly? And yeah. And how did she know that? I mean, I, I suppose he could have told her, but if they weren't talking and things, how would she know where he went? Right. Well, she could probably assume. That yes. Like, yeah. suppose
0: went to his house. Right. Yeah. But, I
1: mean, that's a hard yeah. way to travel to on an assumption. Yeah. So, yeah. True. So anyway, I just feel like it was. I mean, I understand they're trying to, there's, you know, June has her inner stuff. She's trying to deal with and dove, you know, poor little thing. She's just lost. She doesn't know where she belongs kind of thing. So I get what they're doing with those two characters, but, and I guess they just did it to showcase those maybe, you know, had them tag along with her so that they could, you know, shine that light on them and, and let them have their moment here towards the end kind of thing, which I don't have an issue with that necessarily. It's just the travel kind of thing. And the fact that you have Troy, who obviously is a madman and he's, you know, who knows? He's just very, you don't know what he's going to do. Right. And so take three people who could stay and fight to go find one guy. You're right. So, yeah. So that, but I mean, you know, June, I mean, I, I always, I always like June a lot. I think she's such a, she is a good she like everyone's made their her mistakes and their past and her things like that. But especially like when she lost John and everything that was just uh, so heartbreaking because who didn't, I mean, John Dory, you know, everybody loved him. you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's really tough to see her going through all this when she has the skills, you know, things just didn't work out, you know, with Finch, but you know, she's got her skills and she is very knowledgeable, but she's lost her confidence and you know, that sort of thing. So that, you know, it's, it's hard to see June go through that because I think she deserves a happy ending from all she's been through. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's him. And we don't know dub so well, so it's harder. I mean, she's a kid. So you kind of feel sorry for her Cause you know, you're like, Oh, she's a little kid. I mean, I don't know how old she is for sure, but she's still young and you know, and, and her parent, you know, she doesn't know, you know, these her parents or her mom's dead. Right. I think we, we found yeah. that out or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of choppy the way they did it, but Again, I don't know. My biggest problem is just the Dwight and Sherry thing and the travel that far. I mean, I'm I'm trying not to be very negative about this. But.
0: I know, I know. We had talked about it before we pressed record. How <laughs> some of these um, storylines just don't aren't the best storylines. It's not written as well as we had, would hope. And of course, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of holes. I notice a lot of people flip-flopping as to, you know, what they're doing, what their goal is, you know, how they're going to get through this. I, when Sherry and Dwight had both said, you know, we are not good together. We are breaking up. I was like devastated for them because I thought to myself and I, okay. So this reminded me of the when they reunited, when they actually Mm -hmm. had seen found each other, because it had been a long time Dwight was looking for her Mm -hmm. searching for her for many, many, many episodes might have even been seasons. Mm -hmm. I don't even recall. Mm -hmm. But I remember the moment when they both saw each other and they Mm -hmm. ran together and they hugged and I felt so (laughs) genuinely happy for these characters. I thought, Oh my gosh, this, their love has survived. It, it It is so good. It's so strong. He was like, you know, just searching for her. But then after that, she was a little bit standoffish because she had this new group that she was yeah. with. And I was concerned about that, but then they worked their way through it. They found out she was going to have a child mm-hmm. and we thought, great, this is awesome. But then here we yeah. go into the time <laughs> jump and then we realize they can't even be a family because
1: mm-hmm.
0: now, because of how Padre was at that time and how they had yeah. to keep it under wraps that Finch was their son and so forth. So I, they have gone through so much, and so to ma- have them break mm-hmm. up was not. I didn't like it. I'm like, no, these people. Yeah. We've got to show how <laughs> how people stay together and how strong they can be. But yes, I understand that they had to play out their grief and walk away from each Mm -hmm. other. So I was, even though I wasn't happy with what they said, what they did, I like that Sherry was the one still trying, that Sherry was the one still pushing Mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, we have to do this for our son. And we're going to talk about it probably in in the next uh, episode that we talk about here. But Mm -hmm. I kept thinking to myself, all you can really have is hope. And all you can really do is honor the people that have passed And that is what you do Mm -hmm. in real life, even though we don't really pinpoint it, talk about it because we're so busy doing our day-to-day things. But these people are living in an apocalyptic world where life and death just happen. So there are a lot of ups and downs and they do have to deal with so much. So... We, I guess we had to see them go through this in a way, but it's at the same time, mm. you're like, oh my goodness, really? Do we really have to see you go go through all of this? Also, June, I, I want all happiness for June too. And I loved everything that you said. It reminded me of her relationship with John Dory. Yes, he was my favorite character. Mm. And they were so good <laughs> together. And I feel like her storyline after him has been Kind of up and down, too, right? Because she is mm-hmm, with yeah. Strand for a while, and you're like, why are you doing that? But she's trying to find her purpose now mm-hmm. that she doesn't have him. And so, and then mm-hmm. she's put to the test with Padre of all of that that they were doing with everybody testing everybody, and she was losing mm-hmm. so many people. So I guess we are just seeing them go through all of this, but. Yes. Do we wish it was written better and they had a better storyline? Yes, mm-hmm. we do. And even her relationship with John Dory Sr. was pretty good too. Now she's just finding her way. And Dove, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was kind of annoyed with Dove a little bit, maybe because I don't know her very well, but it just seemed odd mm-hmm. that her being there with them and then saying the reason. Now, I may have missed this, but did she say the reason
1: that she came with them was to Get away entirely? That's what I yeah, which I was like, what? I thought yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah.
0: So that didn't make, I'm positive, that's what she said. Yeah, so that didn't make any sense to me at all. And the fact that she's telling Dwight, look, you couldn't even save your son. Well, how could he? I I don't it wasn't even there wasn't mm-hmm. even the opportunity to save him. There wasn't anything no. he could do. So, I just thought that how it was written just didn't quite make sense all the time. And so you just kind of have to yeah, go with it, I, I suppose. Just like the whole fight that ensued with the Walkers and how they go into this, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what you call it. What's the area that they go into to do the surgery? I can't, I'm not even sure the, this furnace type.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: But I'm thinking it was just burning hot. How are they walking in there (laughs) with not feeling the heat? I don't understand this part Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And that everything else fell down and that everybody else is dead. (laughs) Why? Why are all the walkers on the ground? What happened to them? There was no explosion. There was no what? I don't get it. I
1: don't get this part. And that's why I feel like June and Dove's story could have been told back at Padre. I mean, I guess you have to have something, you know, some way for her to have lots of ways for people to get hurt for her to be required to do this surgery kind of thing, you know? And I just felt like that could have been taken care of somewhere else and again, been a better story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It could be that they wanted to highlight these
0: actors because where else? I mean, we only have two more episodes and I'm sure it's going to be on this battle that is coming up. So I'm sure that they wanted to, you know, finish off these characters and their storylines. I don't know. So they finally leave, though, together because they do, Sherry's words do resonate with Dwight and he finally understands that they do have to work together. And he finally says the mm-hmm. words that he has said before. I mean, not specifically said before, but what I mean is his intention of them being together mm-hmm. and, you know, working for the greater good and just, uh, and about telling June, you know, I had asked you before, you know, join us, our family, you're a part of us. And so I guess in that sense, maybe that's why the three of them were together because they were kind of showcased them together previously. So they are together. They are finally heading back to to where everyone else is at. And so then that takes us into episode 10, keeping her alive. And so in the latest Fear the Walking Dead, Tracy's fate hangs in the balance, shuffled between Strand and the group in a battle for Mm -hmm. trust. Confrontations with Troy escalate, causing casualties. Madison and Strand's clash intensifies the group's internal tensions, setting the stage for an intense series finale marked with an uncertainty and division. So Mm -hmm. that was huge. What did you think of this
1: episode? Or what stood out to you? So I, you know, it's, yeah, there's a lot of things that, you know, were stood out, like, you know, why they're fighting against each other when they should be, you know, all coming together, everyone's kind of out for their own agenda kind of thing, you know, when they have a common enemy, they should (laughs) kind of be doing that, you know, and like everyone not forgiving strand I understand you're not going to immediately forgive him, but maybe just listen more to what he has to say. Obviously he's a survivor and he knows how to do these things. He's trying to redeem himself and everyone else has done horrible things as well. So, you know, like, why are we isolating him to be like everyone, you know, (laughs) that part was weird. And this whole Tracy thing, I just am so confused with this character because they, why would Troy tell this little girl all this stuff? She knows everything. Like, how does this little girl, you know, like I thought that was odd. And then, and my, the one thing that really stood out to me in this episode is what was the point of her mom? I mean, what was, I mean, I understand giving her birth, but I just, I mean, giving birth to her, but I mean, what was the point in the story? We don't know this woman. Her name's Lynn. I did find out. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but anyway. But, you know, I just, I didn't understand why this whole, well, I don't know, I have some thoughts later with another question you have that I'll explain more about what I, you know, my thoughts are, but that's, so those are kind of like the initial thoughts of the episode is just, I, I'm, uh, there's a lot of confusion on my part. There is, (laughs) there is
0: a hundred percent. Everything you were saying, I'm nodding over here and, and yes, exactly because one, The biggest thing that I saw in this episode is the division of everybody, everybody following Mm -hmm. their own agenda, which was driving me crazy. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course, you're, you know, you want to do what it is that you need to do, but Mm -hmm. not at the expense of everybody else. I I feel like every single person is doing their own thing and it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, not working. This is not working. And, I found Tracy to be very annoying. Sorry, I know she's a little girl, but she's a little know-it-all. And like you said, I even wrote in my notes, how is it that Troy shared so much information with this young girl? (laughs) Like, how does she know? (laughs) She claims to know Daniel and his whole backstory and telling him she yep. knows Strand. She knows what Strand is, the type of person he is and what he's capable of. She she knows everybody, <laughs> what Madison has done. I'm thinking, what is this girl, an encyclopedia? How, how did she absorb all this? And so why would he tell a little girl this? Also, mm-hmm. side note. Troy does not seem that concerned about his daughter half the time maybe because he knows she's very resourceful I don't know yeah because she seems to be taking care of herself jumping off the boat and swimming with her hands tied <laughs> like they were far away from land so I'm sorry I'm just spewing things because they're popping into my head of all the yeah. things that just I'm thinking I don't understand what is happening how this how can this happen but I also want to say, A really big highlight to me in this episode was Strand and how is he the good guy in all of this? Which I had said (laughs) near our question of the day, but that is exactly how I felt because I was like rooting for him so much in this episode, which is so bizarre. So. Let's move into the themes in this episode that we saw, because of course, the biggest one is trust and betrayal. And there's also the pursuit <laughs> of redemption and moral dilemmas that everybody has to deal with. And we see the tensions rise as personal agendas clash within the group. So did any of these themes stick out to
1: you? And if so, how and what? And what did you see? The first is like, like you said, the trust and betrayal. I feel like every single one of them has mostly betrayed one another or somehow or another or you know they're having issues trusting one another for some reason all of a sudden you know it's like man i know it's not all of a sudden because there was a seven-year jump there and they haven't been near and and in that time they've all kind of steered their you know whatever in the direction of their own end game or whatever but yeah it's just been all this betrayal but then you know you go like Tracy, you know, like a lot of the children in the Walking Dead universe was annoying. I agree. I wrote that too. <laughs> and I said, uh, I also like, she reminds me of Mo, how she's just capable of doing everything. Yeah. She can save herself. She can do these things. She can escape, you know, and it's just Mo, oh, though. I did like her. So, her, yeah. yeah, Mo, yeah, she was better, but I just mean, it's just how they both were. Like yeah. these little girls. <laughs> it's like, they're like eight, I don't know, ten, whatever. Um. Oh, so she betrays Madison. You know, that's for her. You know, I see. You know, see that in her, where she betrays Madison, says, "Oh, it's Alicia," but then there's her mom because you killed my mom. Blah blah blah. And then we find out after. You know, I feel like it was all like smoke and mirrors to get everyone to think that Alicia was her mother, and then they reveal no, it's this is her mother, and that she just followed. You know, Madison's no one's gone till they're gone mantra. That was why, you know what I mean? Like, that and that's so dumb. Yes. That's why, I mean, I, I so that's why Troy's mad at her for that part. You killed Tracy's mom because she followed your thing. What? Yes. What? <laughs> so I, that, that didn't make any sense. I mean, no. to me, that was a huge wasted chunk of time that they could have spent on another character developing, you know, somebody we, care about we don't know who Lynn her Tracy's mom we don't even know Tracy for that matter so this I mean I get introducing maybe a daughter for him so that there was just some yeah some conflict in there but the whole side story of this is just like that's what we were waiting for that's why (laughs) it was such a letdown and but again I, I think it's just like a way of them to like tease people along that it could be Alicia you know that that You know, many people. You know, I mean, I initially thought that too. Thought, how would that work? You know, like could she? You know, and trying to piece that together to make Alicia Tracy's mom. You know, yeah. But that's not the case, evidently. But anyway, so that I just thought that was a weird offshoot when it it didn't really build the story. And again, I thought that was very strange. And. You know, and I feel like Strand. So another thing is with the redemption part. Strand, you know, I feel like he's really trying. You know, he's trying to make this new life for himself with, with Frank and Klaus, and and, and you know, he's trying to if I, Klaus. I think it is. I said the wrong. name, Yeah, Klaus. I think. But you know, he's really trying. Like you know, like we saw Negan do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that. And then yeah, Madison with when she was already killed, Tracy. I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> She's completely gone off the rails. <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I mean I understand she is undergoing extreme duress whatever right I mean she is dealing with the loss of both of her children and I can't even begin to fathom what that would be like and then to add an apocalypse on top of it so I I as a mother I feel for her but what the heck so you're gonna kill this child and <laughs> it's like what are you doing so yeah a lot of stuff going on <laughs> Ah, yes, a lot of stuff going on.
0: Trust and betrayal. Yes, nobody trusts anybody else, especially (laughs) Strand. You know, I thought it was interesting. Like I said, Strand was really good in this episode. And (laughs) when he was talking with June, June's giving him that I like, we know you and what you're capable Mm -hmm. of. And he's all, well, what about you? And he wasn't saying it like, well, what about you? I mean, he was saying, well, look at you, you've turned yourself around, you've done things that you are not proud of. We all have, which is true, they all have, they've Mm -hmm. all done things. So I can change too. And of course, she says, well, then, you know, now we need to start seeing it. And I kept saying, how is it that strand is the voice of reason? How I I just (laughs) kept thinking to myself, why is everybody else just thinking that if they hand over Tracy, that Troy's not going to come find them. No, it has nothing to do with if Madison is there or if Strand is there. He wants what he wants. He's going to do what he does. I already knew this, just the way Strand knew this. So it's like, come mm-hmm. on, people. just You're, you're going to give away your only leverage? It's just not. It's just not good. They're they're all, like I said, divided. They're all thinking this certain way. I just don't like that whole aspect of it. Also, you know, in the moral dilemmas, I know I'm trying to think about everything that you were saying too. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to keep on Strand for a second because, you know, he Mm -hmm. keeps Alicia as his North Star. And he hasn't wavered in the last several episodes. (laughs) Who's to say if there were more seasons, if he would or not. But right now, he hasn't wavered. He knows what he needs to do. And so he's the only one who is focused. No one else is focused. Everyone else is dealing with grief (laughs) or loss or, or insanity, whatever they're dealing with. Everything, all the dynamics were just so interesting. Even when they didn't trust him any longer and they pushed him out of the car because... Daniel (laughs) and Madison. Oh my gosh. And when Madison said that line that you love from last week back to Daniel, (laughs) something (laughs) is fundamentally wrong with you because Strand calls him out by saying, you Mm -hmm. are doing all of this because you want to avenge your daughter's death. That's Mm -hmm. why you're here. That's what you're doing. And then, of course, that's when... (laughs) uh, Madison tells him that, which was, I'm thinking, it it was funny to me just because we had talked about it, but I almost wish they hadn't used it because it it makes the previous, you know, that line in the previous episode, just Mm -hmm. that stronger. So I'm like, oh my goodness, Madison. Mm -hmm. And of course they (laughs) boot out Strand and here he is fighting these, you know, these other walkers when this vehicle happens upon them. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent again, because now these new people, new characters are introduced. Why do you need new characters? I, for a minute thought, these are some old characters coming back. Yes. They're going to bring back some of our old characters. Perfect spot, right? Perfect time to put them in, but nope, nope, nope. That's not what they did they brought in some new characters. Mind you, the new characters were fine what they had to say, mm-hmm. but ah, uh, this was your opportunity to bring in the people that were in the previous episodes that we had talked about. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what you should have done. But back to to the themes that we were exploring here. Madison, you're right. She was like she was mad because because Tracy was trying to kill her with her mother or supposed I'm just blown away. I was listening to you about how this woman, Lynn, is her mother. I kept thinking that really can't be her mother, can it? I mean, that really cannot be the reason. I can't imagine that Troy told his daughter, oh, your mom's dead because she followed Madison's mantra? That is the worst (laughs) reason. And I... I didn't believe it until you're telling me right now, because I keep thinking this cannot be, this is just the lamest reason to try and kill Madison. I don't understand it, but okay. Mm -hmm. The only thing that seems, um, and I have it (laughs) further down in my notes, but uh, I'm just going to bring it up here, that medallion Mm -hmm. that is Alicia's, why Mm -hmm. is she wearing it? So it made me think that still Alicia had some influence. Like, yeah, maybe she is the mom. Maybe they're just pretending it's this Lynn person. I don't know Mm -hmm. because why would she wear this necklace? Why would that be Mm -hmm. important? Strand recognizes it, points it out. So this necklace has to mean something.
1: What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she seems to know so much about Alicia. Like, why does this little girl know so much about Alicia? Yeah, because I feel like there's something weird going on there. You know, like, I don't know what it is, you know. And yeah, it's just, it is very odd. <laughs> and I and I had those same questions. I think later in the same, maybe the same area you were talking about, about where I was going to bring up the necklace. And I mean, obviously, Strand, Claire, you know, he pointed out and said, yeah, that's the one I gave Alicia. So we know it's hers. You're right. Yeah. So
0: I think it has us both a little bit flabbergasted (laughs) of how, you know, all these questions that we have that don't make sense. So we're not really sure where Mm -hmm. we're going with all of this and how really Mm -hmm. this is going to end. Oh, oh, the other thing was Mm -hmm. that confrontation with Luciana. Okay. And again, it's more Mm -hmm. of that fracturing of this group because Luciana in there says something. I want to protect my people. I'm not worried about Andre. Yeah. And I thought that was a <laughs> really strange thing to say. And yes, I realize she wants to protect her people. they are the people that have been with her for seven years, mm-hmm. but you're not going to care about another community that your friends are at that are protecting children too. I mean, you want
1: to protect all of this together, not be so separated. And that's where she gets her supplies and her stuff from. So um, it would, I, that's odd, you know, because she's been, been pilfering from that to do her other stuff. Yeah. So you're going to let it fall. Then where are your resources going to come from? Troy's not giving them to you. Right. That's a very good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought more deeply about that, but now that you mentioned, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, and
0: that's what I was going to say. So you see, her draw Troy in because it looks as though she has just a few people backing her up. And then he comes with his people basically saying, look at us, we're a bigger uh, Mm -hmm. group than you are. And she's all, Oh no. And then everybody of course comes out, you know, with their guns and she, Mm -hmm. you know, shows her hand and they don't show anymore. Right. Then they jump to what's happening with Madison and strand and all of them. But when they come back, (laughs) we missed it all. We missed it all. (laughs) What happened? <laughs> this was the, the part that we should have seen, right? Is what happened. Mm-hmm. The fight that ensued here. And, and of course, that's when Luciana says, he was just fighting us. He didn't care if they died or not. They just yeah. wanted the vehicle and didn't care who got killed. Because that just shows you <laughs> Troy's true colors of not really caring about anybody. He just wants what he wants. Again, how did he hmm. escape when he's in the front and center and you got Daniel and Dwight and Sherry and Luciana all standing there with their guns and they couldn't couldn't
1: yeah. shoot Troy? Ah, uh, just baffles my mind. So, I keep hoping that the writers are just leading us on this weird path because the last two episodes are going to be phenomenal and it's going to all make sense and I mean, I know that's high hopes, <laughs> but I'm just like, come on.
0: <laughs> I know. I hope so. We need too. a good ending
1: for the series. I know <laughs> we do.
0: We do. So in saying that, do you have any thoughts about how this will play out, or what you hope? What you hope to see?
1: Well, you know, I I still feel like there needs to be something with Alicia. I don't think we're actually going to see her, and that's okay. I feel, but at the same time, she was you know pretty important. This whole, again, like you were mentioning Strand, the whole, Strand's been here the whole time, right. you know, It but she's gone now, you know, so she hasn't been there in season eight, but she was still from the beginning, you know, she's Madison's daughter and all this. So then I was wondering, you know, are they going to honor her somehow? You know, because like, like I said, I don't think we're seeing Alicia, Deb, and Carrie coming. You know, I don't see her showing up. It'd be cool if she did, but. I'm fine either way, really. But like, are they going to do anything to honor her? Then I thought, well, wait a minute. Maybe those characters—was that what they were doing with those characters that came and they're living? You know, they met Alicia. Yeah. Alicia helped them, and they're passing that on. So I'm like, is that all we're going to get? You know. So that was that's one thing I was curious about, and that, you know, it's like I feel like she deserves more than that. But at the same time, it was at least something, I guess. Yeah, I I just don't know where it's going to go, and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like afraid to watch the last two episodes I know. just because I, know. I don't know what's going to happen. And, but anyway, yeah. So I I just hope they all come together and maybe and that could be what they're you know they're giving us all this confusion. They're giving us all these you know everyone's for out for themselves and then maybe they're all gonna come together and you know defeat Troy and Well, so I have high hopes. That's my hope. <laughs> I have high hopes too.
0: I do too. I. <laughs> Really hope that they all get on the same page. I feel <laughs> like um, I I hope this is where we're heading. And I hope that's what they've been trying to show us because when they have those moments after the episode where the showrunners are talking, writers, yeah,
1: the insider. Yeah.
0: I, I always want to hear them talk because I want to know what they were thinking when they, Put this together. And of course, it's not very long, so we don't get that much insight. But I know that they were saying that, you know, Madison has gone to a really dark place here. And Mm -hmm. Of course, th- she goes off with wanting none of their help. In fact, Strand is yelling, Madison, Madison, and, and and I think even Daniel says, look, I can help you, and he could. I almost thought she was going to take Daniel up on him wanting to help her because I can't remember the words yeah. that he says, but it made perfect sense, right? I thought, ooh, yes, Daniel is going to go with her. No, she's like, no, I'm going to do this on my own because at the same time, she doesn't want to have you know, something goes awry. She doesn't want to have any of that additional on her. She's already, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling like she has the weight of the world on her. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm just hoping that uh, something comes out of this. That's really, you know, that's Mm -hmm. really good. You know, when I saw, I'm, I'm going back again to the to the tank or whatever you want to call it, the truck of the tank when it came. I had so many flashes of my mind. I even thought about Al for a second. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. could Al come back? Yeah, This is her car or her truck, you know? And then <laughs> of course I thought about Sarah and Wendell too. I thought, wait, maybe they got their hands on yeah. this and they're back on in now. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't them either. So I, I don't no. know. I really hope. I really hope this is my biggest hope that we get to see somebody some of them or mm. somehow some way and even Alicia and I know you said she probably most likely won't be shown here god would I love it and you know honestly it <laughs> wouldn't take much just to have them film a, a couple scenes each of them or all of however mm-hmm. just to you know see them again so i don't know yeah. I, I just hope that It's going to end on a really good note. And, of course, I don't know if anybody wants to hear this with the trailers that are out there, but, you know, we do see, because I'm going to mention it now, we do see Troy's uh, Mm -hmm. plan of bringing this walker herd there. So what Mm -hmm. is his intention, just to destroy it? Does he not want a place to live? Yeah.
1: Which yeah, so because yeah, I, I saw that as well. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to let them attack and tear everything up. And yeah. Well, know. okay. So
0: I want to backtrack a little bit here because I do have something that I want to just bring up to you just to see what you thought. So I thought it was interesting when mm-hmm. Tracy brought them to the frozen walkers that were there and Daniel kept saying, this guy's a long way from home. Something doesn't look right, Madison. We need to get out of here. Uh, we need to get out of here now. She's on, no, 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 we're already here. Let's go. I got to get, you know, put Alicia out of her misery. Mm -hmm. And also I want to say about that Walker that she thought was Alicia. Okay. That woman had really dark, dark hair. Well, it didn't even look like Alicia. So, ah, there's just that. (laughs) But anyway, so I thought, why are they showcasing these walkers that don't look like they belong there? But then of course, I don't know if they say that in here or we're led to believe it with the trailer, but it's basically that he brings these walkers and I think he's leaving them there, but then he's going to pick them up again Mm -hmm. when they thaw out.
1: Yeah. I didn't, because I, I kept thinking, Oh, it's kind of some kind of a trap kind of thing, you know, something I, yeah, I didn't, again, it's just so choppy (laughs) the whole, you know, every, the storyline is just, and maybe the last two episodes will, Light brings on it all. to it. I don't, yeah. you know, but yeah. that's kind of what I, I gathered.
0: He like he was bringing whatever hordes of walkers he has, bringing them together mm. and managing them by having them frozen in this lake or river. Mm. Sorry that they're in until he mm. meets them again. Which is so bizarre. so bizarre. So <laughs> bizarre. All right, that leads into and the award goes to so tell me what was your favorite quote
1: character or moment it took a lot of digging to find i was like what did i like (laughs) what was you know and i guess i just liked the smart aleck comments you know when strand says to june he's like you've done a lot of things too haven't you naomi you know and and he wasn't really mean mean about it but he just reminded her we know who you were when we met you kind of thing and and then when Daniel or Madison throws that back at Daniel, I mean, it kind of, like you said, it kind of cheapened it a little bit, but at the same time, it was just kind of humorous that, okay. And on a side note with that, I saw Forbes. So he, the guy from Forbes, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. He, his yes. whole shtick is he just wails. Did you see his headline? Yeah. It says Fear the Walking Dead. There's something fundamentally wrong with this series and I, I, I lost it. I do too. I do I too. I don't generally. Eric? His sometimes his stuff. is Yes, there you go. That's I was thinking Eric, but I couldn't for sure. But Eric Kane, I believe that's right. So you know, he, so, you know, you read his stuff, and he's really negative, but he's not off base all the time. I mean, there's times I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right kind of thing. But anyway, the headline was outstanding. So I'll give him credit for that. <laughs>
0: so funny because I saw that too. And I thought, oh, wow, that was great. <laughs> that was brilliant of him to uh, bring that up.
1: Like, I wish I would have thought
0: of that. But I know. <laughs> that was so good. So actually, I, I really want to give it to Strand because he was so mm-hmm. good in this episode. And two different two different moments that really stuck out to me was on the boat. When he was on that boat, Mm -hmm. And he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. And he pulls off her mask and says, look around, look around, look where you're at. And he's all, look, we can't take it back now. And then she jumps off and then he runs, tears off his vines on his hand, messes up the electrical and then jumps the way he jumped off that boat. I like (laughs) cheered for him. I'm like, you ghost ran. This is Amazing. I'm like, when am I ever cheering for Strand against all these other characters that I really do like a lot? But it was just yeah. like perfect. It was so perfect. Mm-hmm. And just his, just how he has been this particular episode, he really shined for me. Mm-hmm. And I loved it when he said, when he tells Madison, when he has um, Tracy and he Comes to Madison and Madison has that moment where she puts the loud music and she's banging up all the walkers. He tells her what he's done, and then the girl mouths off all the what you know what she says he's done. Well, he kidnapped me and da 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 da. da. And then Strand says, uh, "Okay, the truth lies somewhere in the middle." Oh my god, that line just <laughs> killed me. I'm like, that, that is perfect, Strand. Perfect line. <laughs> so I just really appreciated him in this uh in this uh, in this episode and the last episodes and also mm-hmm. just we've talked about Coleman Domingo and what a great actor he is. So I, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he gets to yeah uh, you know be the highlight of this uh of this episode.
1: All right. Well I want to see him in an action flick now.
0: <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up I mean his, um his his husband and they barely showed uh, Klaus, they only showed him at the yeah. beginning, teaching those students as if he's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a mentor to them. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that they at least showed him, but I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. I give him <laughs> too much anyway. So I'm glad you brought him up because mm-hmm. I, I like him. I actually <laughs> like that actor. I'm like, shoot, they yeah. should have brought him in earlier and showed more of him. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we have, uh, two episodes <laughs> premiering Sunday and we'll see the mm-hmm. ending. And we'll be back next week to talk yeah. about that. So I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I am excited to see what happens. And I really hope they pull it off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, friends out there, let us know what your favorite moment from this episode is, because we would love to know. And now we're going to shift into our TV and movie recommendations. I have actually of uh, quite a few. I'm just going to highlight a couple of mine and name the rest. But let me know what you
1: are watching, Renee. So I started, I watched the first episode of The Buccaneers. I'm always a sucker for a good period piece. And it, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'll let you know after I watch some more episodes. To me, it seemed like it was trying too hard to be Bridgerton, you know, and not successful. I mean, there's very interesting characters. So I'm kind of excited. Okay, what happens next? So I will be continuing on. So I'll, I'll report back on that one. And then uh, the Taylor Sheridan, uh, the new series from him called *Lawman* Bass Reeves is out, and I watched the first episode of that as well, which is really cool because Margot Bingham, who played Max, is in it, and from *The Walking Dead*. So that was cool. I mean, I knew she was in it, but it was just fun to see her. But you know, it's this is a really interesting story because Bass Reeves was a former former slave who becomes the first black U S Marshall and things. So it's based on, you know, true story. And I, I think this whole series from what I understood was it's like lawman Bass Reeves. So there, he's going to do a series of lawman type, maybe just limited oh. series, I think is what this uh, is. Okay. That's the way I understood it. They, Ooh. it altered from what it originally began. And now that's from what I understand. So the first episode was outstanding. It was so good. So interesting. And uh, I read some, historical tie-ins from some you know other articles and things so it's it, it yeah so i recommend that especially you know if you like taylor taylor sheridan and the western type things it's really yeah. really good and then uh, i i started watching six feet under have you ever watched that i have it. it's older i can't even tell you when it came out but um the guy who plays dexter my brain i just can't even think of a name right now but he's in it and there's a lot there's good cast and stuff like that so it's uh their family they're like a family of uh, mortician kind of thing you know and Anyway, it it's funny. It's a comedy, and I just again watched the first episode of that. But it's an older one, so I'm sure a lot of people have already watched it. And then movies, uh, we watched the newest um, installment of Insidious, the Insidious Red Door. We finally got around to watching that, and I liked it. I really did. I wasn't sure. You just never know with these as they continue, continue. Right. Um, But you know, it's you know, take it's follows the events of the I think the chapter two, what it was, but it's. I guess I'm not sure exactly how many years later it is, but the son's in college now and he takes him to college and they don't remember what happened and things. And Uh, so anyway, yeah, I I thought they did a good job with it. And then I started rewatching all the Hunger Games because the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes comes out this weekend. And so I'm anticipating that because I absolutely loved the book. And it's like an origin story of President Snow, so it's yeah, really good. So I cannot wait to see it.
0: Uh, fun, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I have not watched The Buccaneers, so I I don't know if I want to now. After yeah. your... I mean, uh... let me let me get into it more, and then I'll, okay. I'll like <laughs> okay. Now I also watched the first episode of Lawman Bass Reeves, and I didn't write it down as one of mine because I wanted to see get more into it. But I will say I loved love the first episode yes. i love the way tyler Sheridan his all of his stories all of his um series sorry all of his series mm-hmm. but they've all been really good so i knew mm-hmm. i wanted to watch it so i've only watched one episode too and i agree with you i love it but wait is is Margot bingham in that first episode i thought it was i, I thought we only
1: watched unless maybe did we what what i i'll have to go back and maybe i didn't she was the mother she was mother of that little boy. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So I just I didn't recognize. I just didn't recognize. She looks her. very different. Yeah, very. Yeah. yeah, she just looks very different. Well, it's the whole Clark Kent thing. She wears glasses on The Walking Dead. <laughs> she doesn't have glasses on, so you don't know who she is. <laughs> but yeah, she just looks very different.
0: Yeah. Ah. Okay. All right. So yeah. But very, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So I would recommend that too. Mm -hmm. And I want to see Insidious, so I'm glad that you like that. So, all right, for me, okay, so you know I love my reality shows and I'm watching Selling (laughs) Sunset Season 7 on Netflix. Oh, my gosh, I binged it over the weekend (laughs) when it was out because I'm like, I'm there. It was so good. And I think today, as we're recording this, is a reunion. So... I know what I'm doing later on this evening, but um, I'm really excited. I just love it. I'm just all there for the drama. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It is really good. So if you like reality shows and you haven't checked this out, check it out because there's a lot of drama. So it's very well done. Anyways, also... I started lessons in chemistry, which is on Apple TV, and this mm. is with Bree Larson, um, and it's about a woman scientist in the fifties and dealing with all of that, living in this in a man's world, and and you know just trying to be a scientist, just trying to mm-hmm. you know do what you love. I watched it because my coworkers, two of my coworkers, had seen it and said they absolutely loved it. So mm-hmm. that night I went and sat and I watched. In two nights I wa- I caught up, and when I was, you know, when I was caught up, I thought, wait a minute, I want to watch more. So I am really loving it so far. So Mm -hmm. yeah, please check that out. If you have not seen it, it's really good. Now for movies, I saw, uh, I saw the movie Fingernails and this is on Apple TV. It's with Jesse Buckley, Riz Ahmed and Jeremy Allen White. So I love these actors. I actually went in without knowing anything about it. It's probably mm-hmm. a good thing I did that. It's very odd. This movie is very very odd and I did hear some feedback from people that they they weren't a fan of it, but this movie has stayed with me. And when movies stay with mm. me, that means I like yeah. them because there's something about it that intrigues me, that kept kept me gripped. So I would say if you like movies that really have really great acting and have a deeper meaning about them, then you will mm. appreciate this. But if you're looking for just fluff or just, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not that, but it's, I, I like it. So, you know, is it like a drama or? Well, it is, but okay. So I, uh, let me, let me give you this bit of information. It's set in What appears to be like maybe 80s-ish just because of the feel Mm -hmm. of it. Nobody has cell phones. Mm -hmm. Nobody's on their computer. Nothing like that. Okay. But it's a futuristic idea because what happens is this device using people's fingernails, a couple. Okay. So let's say we're in love, Renee. We love each other. (laughs) We -hmm. would take our fingernails off, take them off put them in this little machine, this little device, like looks like a microwave and you press it. And the results will tell you if we are compatible. And if we are, then we know we're going to be together for the rest of our lives and we don't have to do anything else. That's just the way life is. Oh my goodness. So that is the premise of this Mm -hmm. movie. Interesting. So, so even though it's not comical, it has the, this kind of dark humor behind it yeah. because of, of what it is. So, And you have all these actors in it that are amazing. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just very interesting. So I would say check that out if you like that premise. So I also watch another movie that is a little bit different. And that is The Killer on Netflix with Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender. And it is uh, directed by David Fincher. So if you're oh, yeah. aware of David Fincher and the way he mm-hmm. is very can be very stylized and how he puts out his his films I really enjoyed it but mm-hmm. it almost feels like a look into an assassin's life and kind of like mm-hmm. his inner dialogue and how he goes about what he's going to do so it's mm-hmm. interesting because my husband saw watch it with me, and my son happened to be watching it with us. My husband thought this is a little bit slow, and my son thought this is <laughs> super intriguing. So that just goes to show <laughs> it, you <laughs> different, you know, yeah. uh, how different people view a movie. So I liked it, but it is different, also. Yeah. And the last thing I want to bring up is Sly Stallone's or. It's called Sly. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's about Sylvester Stallone. I'm a huge yeah. Sylvester Stallone fan. And so if you are too, then I would say check this out because it's only 90 minutes and uh it's a mm-hmm. fun watch. Not I shouldn't say fun watch. It's fun because I love him, but it's a it's mm. um you learn about his history with his with his father and his brother, mm. which I think oh fuels his you know his motivation in life and how he deals with his own family and his own choices that he makes to uh make it in uh in films mm-hmm. so um i really enjoyed it there's yeah, that interesting yeah mm-hmm. so Friends out there, that's what we have for you for TV and movie recommendations. And also, I want to let you know that Screens in Focus does have a Google Voice where you can leave a message. So Mm -hmm. if you ever want to leave us your recommendations or any thoughts and you don't want to do it on social media, you can always call us at 669-223-8542. But of course, you can get to all our social media at screensinfocus.com. Thank you, Renee, for joining me today. And I can't wait to
1: next week to talk about the finale of Fear the Walking Dead. Thank you for having me. As always, I love our conversations. (laughs) We never know where they're going to go. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) We always learn something, right? We always learn something from each other. So I love it. I love it. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And friends out there, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in because we love that you join us in on these conversations. So thank you for tuning in. We are so grateful for you. And we hope that something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity some inspiration. Please subscribe to our website at screensinfocus.com and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. I want to remind you to keep watching, keep exploring, and keep those screens in focus. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.